Voyage. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Special Agent in Charge, Eric Roman. It is 11.16 a.m. And this is recording two pertaining to Richard Rico Sanders and Frank Litvak's criminal organization and their associated crimes in Chicago and Hawaii. Recording one concluded as Rico pursued Robert McDuffie, who stole an extremely valuable necklace he was meant to fence from Mr. Litvak to Hawaii. As our surveillance operation was already in effect through a combination of wiretaps, listening devices planted in the field, and directional mics used by field agents undercover, we learned that Mr. Robert McDuffie, his wife Evelyn, his mistress Rachel, and another man, Paul Elliott, were all going to attend a luau together in Hawaii. Rico followed them there. We had agents waiting to intercept Rico if, as we suspected, he attempted to assassinate Robert McDuffie at or around the luau location. Our agents witnessed Rico with a weapon, but what happened next was not what they expected. That's a beautiful necklace. It really goes with your dress. Thank you. It's a present from Robert. It is a good match. You want to try it on? Could I? Of course. You have good taste, Robert. <laughs> That's a pigeon blood ruby necklace. The rarest ruby there is. 100% genuine. You think about it, we both have good taste, though. You know? Now I'm going to talk about jewelry. Uh, yeah. What? Isn't Evelyn still your type? Robert, you're drunk. We should be honored Paul is joining us tonight. I mean, you practically a celebrity. You were all over the news with that Berlishkov scandal. What was it? The one with the land developer? Brizgalov. Right, right. Boskalov. That's the one. Brought down the chief of police. Just did my job. And here's to you. Cleaning up the city. Always the boy scout. Rachel? Maybe you and Paul should go dance. Paul? Of course. Where did that come from? You tell me. After everything you've done to me, you have the nerve to be jealous? How do I know it was really over between you two? After all your women, how could you talk? You think you're sweet? Little Evelyn had an affair? Think what you want. You can have your next conversation with my lawyer. Uh, that's Paul? Or doesn't he handle divorces? Goodbye, Robert. Listen, listen, V, I'm sorry. I, I just don't want to lose you, all right? 
I've been so stressed lately. Let's just leave it all behind, move somewhere new. I mean, start over, right? Remember when we were just starting out? Everything was possible. We, we could have that again. Do anything, be anyone. We're not kids anymore. I've got a career, a life in Chicago. <laughs> fine, 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 B. Have it your way. You did this to us. Oh, yeah? Listen, in case you were wondering, Rachel is the other woman. One of them, anyway. <laughs> I'm cutting in. What? How could you? Uh, grow up, Evelyn. You're better off without him. If it hadn't been me, it would have been somebody else. I'll take my necklace. You want a reminder of Robert around your neck? Be my guest. I'm sorry you had to hear all that. How about we put that thing away for now? Let's just dance. At this point, our field agents observed Rico approaching the luau. If you can't hold your liquor, don't drink. What am I missing? What the hell do you care how she feels about him? You want to blow this? He thinks he's such hot shit. Christ, maybe I'm the one making a mistake. That was my last drink. No, I mean it this time. That's it, come on, let's get out of here. Look at me. I want you, you hear me? You weren't acting like it. I do, come here, come on, come here. We have to get it back. We will, I will, trust me. I know her, there's no way she'll keep it. Now come here. Rico presumably witnessed Robert McDuffie kissing Rachel at that point, and presumed Rachel was his wife. As Rachel and Robert walked to exit the luau, their paths naturally took them toward Rico at the fringe of the event, standing beside a palm tree. Rico had a concealed gun in his waistband covered by a thin windbreaker jacket. He drew that weapon, but then paused when a child screamed. Per our field agents undercover at the scene, Rico stopped when he saw a child laughing and playing with another child, put his gun away, and allowed Rachel and Robert to pass him without incident. We can't explain this behavior from Rico, a contract killer suspected of dozens of murders. Regardless, Rico still held value as a surveillance target. Arresting him would have immediately caused Litvak to become paranoid and possibly go into hiding. The decision was made to continue surveilling Rico, with our field agents effectively serving as bodyguards to Robert, Rachel, Paul, and Evelyn, unbeknownst to them. This risk, unfortunately, backfired. While Rachel and Robert headed back to the hotel, Rico anticipated the field agents following them and murdered Robert in a hotel elevator before stealing Rachel's purse. He wore a mask, but obviously, given the circumstances, we have every reason to believe he was the shooter. Because our wiretaps and other listening devices were still active, though, we were able to quickly regain surveillance on Rico. The plan was to arrest him upon his return to Chicago. Prison itself is not a frightening proposition to someone like Rico. But prison time in the Chicago area, where he'd likely be incarcerated with former criminal associates he had rubbed the wrong way, would be an incentive to testify against Litvak in exchange for serving his time in a prison of his choosing.
It's done, but I don't have the necklace. Mickey, hold the phone so he can hear me. Rico, how? She had it on at the luau, but it wasn't on her when she got back to the hotel. And another thing, I got into Robert's room. No women sings in there. Can't figure it. You running me? Will you seriously ask me that? This sloppiness. It's not like you. How much do we really know about Robert? Think he had a woman on the side? His wife. If there were no women's things in his room, maybe she had her own room. If she did, the necklace could be there. Yeah, I'll get into it. Good. I got enough problems. Stop calling me with bad news. Hang up on him, Mickey. Hey, don't scream. Look at my face. I've already saved your life once. This is me doing it again. I'm going to take my hand off your mouth. You're not going to scream. You understand? Yes. You're not Robert's wife, are you? I'm his... No, I'm, I'm not his wife. Who are you? That doesn't matter. Here's what matters. You're going to leave Honolulu today. In your purse, you're going to find cash, ten grand. I've never killed a child, and I've never killed a woman. You're not going to make me start. What about the police? What about them? They told me not to leave town without checking with them first. I'm telling you to leave now without checking with them first. And I gave you 10,000 reasons why. Where am I supposed to go? Anywhere but Chicago. Ten grand go a longer way in Mississippi. Mississippi? You know the things that have been done to my family in Mississippi? No way in hell am I going to Mississippi. As long as it's far away from Chicago, I don't give a good goddamn where you go. Get a job, make a new life there, never come back to Chicago, and never tell anyone about this conversation. And that means anyone. Ten years from now, if uh, you and your new husband lay in bed on the wedding night and he asks you to tell him a secret, you say you don't have any. Anything less than that, I break my own rules and kill you now. I guess I don't have a choice. Yeah, you'd be right. What'd you tell the cops? You wore a mask. What could I tell them? Just what I saw. All right. Where's Evelyn? V is still at the station. What about the other guy, the uh, one who was at the luau? Paul? He's waiting for V. It's a good time for you to take a cab to the airport. I need to pack. You'll buy new clothes wherever you end up. Where'd the necklace go? She took it back from me, right before we left the luau. V has it. Okay, we're done. Are you going to hurt her? We're both leaving this room before Evelyn comes back. You are not talking to that detective again. Rachel isn't answering her phone. Robert wasn't wealthy. He could have been, but he was up to his eyeballs in debt. Insurance policies? He was a gambler. He thought he'd live forever. Maybe he owed someone money. More than one person. But I know he borrowed a lot of money from a man named Frank Litbeck. I, I think he's a loan shark or something. Robert told me he paid him back, but that's what he always said. Killing Robert and searching Rachel's purse wasn't going to get his money back. It's got to be about the necklace. 
how much could it be worth? A couple thousand dollars? Enough to follow him to Hawaii? Robert made it seem like it was worth a lot. He was broke. He said he won a lot of money at the track, but I don't know whether to believe him. Could have stolen it. Jesus. You probably want some privacy. No, please. Stay. I can't stop thinking about what a fool I've been. If this hadn't happened tonight, they would have been on a plane together. Probably without a word. Then I feel bad for thinking that. Robert's dead. This is such a nightmare. I, I should be in mourning. There's no wrong answer here, V. I wonder whether I did everything I could. Maybe things could have been different. Then we, we wouldn't have needed to take this trip. And he'd still be alive. It wasn't all that bad. You know, when I was sick, he'd wait on me. And when I was tired, he'd rub my back. He was sweet. Or at least he could be. Look, it's one thing to feel sorry that he's dead. But there's no reason to feel guilty about what happened to your marriage. That was his fault, not yours. I don't feel anything. I haven't even cried. Shouldn't I have cried? Believe me, it'll come. You're in shock. It's the body's way of protecting you. It's too much to handle all at once, so it gives it to you in little bits. Just when you think you've finally accepted it and you're moving forward, it'll hit you all over again like it just happened. How did Joanne pass, Paul? She was hit by a drunk driver. She'd gone out for a run. God, that's awful. She was hit pushing me out of the way. Right there at the accident, we thought she was fine. She bumped her head, but she didn't want to go to the emergency room and the EMTs okayed her to go home after checking her out at the scene. We had one more night together. That night in bed, she had an aneurysm. The doctor said they probably couldn't have saved her even if she'd been rushed to the hospital immediately after the accident, but I don't know. If I just made her go. You couldn't have known. She never regained consciousness. She was in a coma for two months before I decided to... to disconnect the respirator. Paul. I know what you're going through. It's gonna be hard. But you will make it through. I promise. I'm coming back. Easy, honey. We got the whole hour. I'm real delicate. You got the necklace? No. I get this massage one time a month. I look forward to it. This is my time to be calm. Are you going to prevent me from being calm? I'm gonna get... If you don't have it, then don't come back. There's too much heat here. The cops have offered extra security to the hotel. Robert's wife has the necklace and two cops outside her room. And whenever she's not in there, she's got a new guy around with her all the time. Already? Robert's body even cold yet? And why didn't you take care of her like I told you? Because the woman who told you off wasn't his wife. She was his girlfriend. Then why didn't you take care of her? You didn't ask me to. I told you. No, you told me his wife. Christ almighty. Well, now you know where the wife is, right? Yes. 
If I do something now, I'm way exposed. I'd never get out of here. They're not staying in Hawaii for good. Her house is in Chicago. She'll be back next time you call me. Make sure you got the necklace. Hey, you awake? I am now. Sorry. For a couple of seconds there, I couldn't remember what had happened. And it all came rushing back. I still can barely believe it. Look, I did some research last night. Robert wasn't exaggerating. That necklace, it's top drawer. Worth millions, easily. And this guy Litvak, he's no lightweight. He's not just a loan shark. Illegal gambling, point shaving, money laundering, skimming casinos, extortion, murder of a government witness. And this is just the stuff I could find articles about online. Chicago PD has suspected his involvement in all these crimes, and he's even been tried for some, but they've never been able to make anything stick in court. The only thing they were ever able to get him on was 20 years ago. He was picked up as a lookout for a robbery that went bad. A bank teller was killed. None of his accomplices were caught, and he wouldn't roll. So he served seven years. Since then, he's been a Teflon Don. Murder isn't a stretch in the slightest. He's more than capable of reaching across the ocean and killing people for a necklace he thinks he's owed. We can't live the rest of our lives in this hotel room with cops outside the door. I have to go back to Chicago. They knew Robert, don't know where I live. You can stay with me until this gets figured out. I don't want to spend the rest of my life running. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. This is the flight 48. Gene. Coming home. Looking out the window of the plane at the airport in Honolulu. <laughs> this can't be my last time here. It's it's like the whole world is so loud and this is the only place that's quiet. You think of here and, and then Chicago, shit. <laughs> it's like they invented color here. I found out Hawaii has the longest life expectancy in the United States, 81 years. That's how long the average Hawaiian lives. In Illinois, it's 79. Doesn't sound like a big difference. But those would be a nice two years spending them out here. If I was spending them with you. Maybe I'm losing it, but I'm taking you back here with me. Promise you that. Thank you, Thank you. Through cooperation between local police departments in Honolulu, Chicago, and our agents, we were able to track Rico, what flight he took to leave Honolulu, and what time that flight would be landing at O'Hare. Rico traveled under the assumed name of Archie Gilbert. Perhaps not coincidentally, Archie Gilbert was recently murdered. According to Archie's brother, Ray, last time they spoke, Archie was visiting a woman named Jean Szymanski. Jean had multiple previous arrests on her records for prostitution. She works as an escort for wealthy men. Chicago PD interviewed Jean, who claimed Archie scheduled a visit with her but never showed up. No body has been discovered, but detectives noted that at the time of their interview, Jean had visible bruises on her arm and face. Archie had previously been married 
and prior to his divorce was convicted of domestic assault. Connecting the dots, the theory quickly emerged that Archie had been abusive to Jean and Rico might have killed Archie on Jean's behalf. Proving this theory without a body or a cooperating witness, though, was another thing. Rico was arrested without incident at the airport upon his arrival in Chicago. We presumed the arrest of Rico would mean Paul Elliott and Evelyn McDuffie would be safe, at least in the short term. But we couldn't possibly have anticipated what they would take it upon themselves to do next. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Good morning. How'd you sleep? Well, how about you? Me too. You lying? Yes. <laughs> me too. You don't have to come. Try to stop me. Still sure you want to do this? I have to. Look, I'm no gangster, but I'm pretty handy on a shooting range. A good place to get to know clients. I have a gun on me, just in case. In case what? They decide to finish what they started. All set? I'm ready. We had, of course, planted listening devices at Mr. Litvak's office. In the second floor of a strip mall, Mr. Litvak's office appeared to be a tax accountant's office, only it never had any customers. Litvak and his bodyguard and other criminal associates were the only people who ever came and went from this location, until that day. Evelyn and Paul simply walked up the steps, went to the office, and knocked on the door. When asked what they were there for, Evelyn replied, We're here about a missing necklace. Please, come in. I don't believe we've met, Mrs. McDuffie, but I knew your late husband. And you must be... Paul Elliott. A friend. I see. Have a seat. To what do I owe the pleasure? Or should I guess? No, we'll tell you. My husband said this belongs to you. Oh. This looks like a nice piece of jewelry. The rubies are pigeon blood. Pigeon blood red. Yes. I thought they might be. Then we're done. You go your way, and we go ours. Why not? We'll call it even. Even? Yes. Got a problem we're with that? We're nowhere close to even. You think that thing is worth Robert's life? If we're being honest with each other, I think it's worth a lot more. 
but I don't know what happened to Robert. You know perfectly well. Are you accusing me of something? I'm doing more than accusing. Who do you think you're talking to? Someone who has to have people search before they come into his office? They search people before they come into the courthouse, don't they, Counselor? Prisons, too. This is my property, and I do what I want on my property. Does that include having people killed? Who told you I had anyone killed? Where's your proof? We didn't come here for this. You have the necklace, do we have a deal? Robert was a two-bit hustler who didn't pay his debts. I gave him a break and he stabbed me in the back. And you can bet I wasn't the only one he stiffed. Go find those poor sons of bitches, because maybe one of them returned a favor. But not me. I hope you feel strong. Mrs. McDuffie, I don't know why you're so upset. Wasn't Robert banging your girlfriend? You think she was the only one? I've seen him with dozens of women. We used to be friends, he and I. One time, he did one of them on this desk right here. I was in the room. He said your name when he finished. Pissed the girl off something fierce. Does that make it better or worse? You! You! V, run! Punched him? You slapped him. <sighs> we are fucked. This concludes recording session two regarding the Sanders Litvak case. We'll continue the facts of this case chronologically with recording session three, which will detail the bizarre circumstances by which Paul Elliott would come to save contract killer Rico Sanders' life. Mahalo with a Bullet is a production of Voyage Media. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere you're listening. This helps more people discover the show. And subscribe now for future episodes. If you're interested in hearing more of Rico's story, you can check out Pigeon Blood Red, the novel this series is based on, written by Ed Duncan on Amazon. A link is in the show notes.